we all have choices in life. Mm. And so, and how I show up is my choice as well. So whether Mm. I react and how I am, yes, I'm not always the perfect beacon of light who doesn't react. I react sometimes. I get angry. I allow frustrations to take over me and I fully own that. And that's my choice of something that I get to work through continuously through life. Mm. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. And mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now. In this episode of the Hope to Recharge podcast, we welcome Dr. Jen Esquerre. Dr. Jen, a doctor of physical therapy, is an internationally renowned physical therapist who specializes in helping people overcome chronic pain and maximize physical performance. As the founder of two transformative programs, the Mobility Method and the Optimal Body, she brings a unique whole-body approach to strength, mobility, and pain-free living. In 2019, Jen was named one of the top 50 most influential healthcare professionals. Jen's easily accessible approach has garnered her more than a half million followers on social media and millions of views of her health and fitness videos. Jen has been featured in Shape Magazine, Self Magazine, Men's Fitness and Muscle Fitness, and in 2020, graced the cover of Oxygen Magazine. She's recently been featured on Good Morning America and NBC. Dr. Jen is the co-host with her husband, who is also a doctor of physical therapy, to a popular podcast called The Optimal Body Podcast. They live together in Los Angeles, California. In this episode, Jen discusses how to heal from betrayal, how to use positive energy to move forward, to find trust in yourself and in others, and how to have a meaningful new life in a positive relationship without resentment and negativity. And now your host to the Hope to Recharge podcast, Matana. Hey, Jen, thank you for joining me here again today. It's been about a year and a half since the last time we spoke. A lot has happened in the world, period in your personal world and your personal life, like from where we dropped off before, we're going to drop a link in the show notes if you didn't hear the first episode. So don't listen to this until you hear the first episode. So Jen recently got married to the love of her life. She's actually traveling now during her honeymoon and she paused in her Airbnb, the beautiful background, to give us an hour of her time. Thank you for joining me here, Jen. Yeah, thank you for having me. I always love talking to you. You are such a positive energy, positive light. So I just, I feel honored to be in your presence as well. Thank you. So last time we met in person was at Traffic and Conversion. And I was literally texting you, thinking that I'm going to meet you somewhere in the California area. And you literally walked out of the next door room. You literally, I didn't even know you were at that conference and I'm like texting you and you walk out of the room. It was like the most random, crazy act of energy. And that's what we're going to be discussing now is and how we need to tap into our positive energy. Even though your specialty is really our body, our like how we heal from chronic pain, PT, you're a doctor of PT. 
which is really like impressive. Like watching you is like watching like art, literally art. You're so flexible, always with a smile, always positive. I'm not a big PT movement person, but I watch you because I just get inspired by literally your aura, your energy. And I think a lot of people that watch you connect to your heart, even though they don't really know what you're doing. Like, I don't really know what you're, wh- how you move and what you're doing. I'll never be able to do that. But I just watching you is like watching an angel. And I think a lot of your life that recently unfolded is a lot to do with your mindset and your positive energy. And it's all connected. Like our body tells us what our mind is feeding, right? Do you believe in this? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, a lot of times, even when you're talking about me working with chronic pain patients, we're rewording the language of what's happening in the body in your mind. It has to start with, it's a whole journey. It's a whole connection. Like what I'm telling my body and what I'm saying out loud about myself has an impact on what I'm feeling. And so it all goes in together. It is not just, you know, we can't disconnect pain from our body and from our environment and from our energy and from what we're taking in our external world becomes our internal world. And so it, it is all interconnected. And I try to continue to mix this with my patients and get them back into this understanding and this mindset and this language that they're using about their body because it is so incredibly impactful in how you feel moving forward in the journey of pain. Yeah. And I think that we so want to figure out what muscle is aching because what is what nerve is pinched behind what whatever the terminology is. The real thing is like, why did we get there? Why is yeah. the nerve pinched? You know, why do I have a pinched nerve? Why is my lower back hurting? It all comes yeah. from the mind, like our emotional state. Yes, we can get into a car accident or a real mobility injury, but a lot of our chronic pains or our migraines or muscle ache come from our mindset and the story we tell ourselves. One of, one of the things that I want to discuss with you in this episode is how you transformed your life in the last year and a half. And it was literally <laughs> magic. Watching it was magic. And I know that it was your energy that attracted your current husband, that healed you from your pain of what you went through. So we're just going to recap quickly. Jen was dating a high profile man and it fell apart. The relationship fell apart very quickly, right? It happened very quickly. Let me let you tell you the story. Uh, Yeah. So we were together for about four and a half years and the separation happened, like you said, very quickly because I received information of infidelity and infidelity within our relationship, right? And so for me, that was it. I already had messages. I already had feelings in my body that I was not in a place that I was supposed to be. I got shingles in the last year of our our relationship. Like Mm -hmm. there was a lot that uh, we started seeing a therapist. There was a lot that I had uncertainty about already, but I couldn't I felt crazy. I couldn't pinpoint what that was. I couldn't understand, you know, why this was coming up for me, why I felt so much struggle in this place until I received this information. And it was like this unfolding within my body 
of, yes, initially, like it was obviously anxiety and like a shock to receive. However, it was also this unfolding of freedom. And it was this unlocking of myself of, oh my gosh, I can trust myself. Mm. What a powerful thing to like receive this, these messages mm. so that I can know that I'm not crazy, <laughs> know that the feelings I have inside are validated. This uncertainty, this gut feeling, I get to trust that. And what a beautiful thing to finally be able to trust myself. And so there was this unlocking of freedom through the anxiety and shock and pain, grief, loneliness, sadness, confusion, (laughs) hatred, resentment. I think I I would say like probably the biggest thing that that you were confused about was how, Mm. like, how was I so blind? How did I not see it? Why wasn't I not going after my intuition, right? Because we're talking about that gut feeling and all that energy that you were feeling. You're like, wait, but but wait, I'm supposed to be tapped in. Why was I not? So there goes the fear. Am I, did I lose my ability to tap into my intuition and know clarity or not? How do we trust our intuition again once our intuition let us down? Yes. Well, and it it was like, how did I separate from myself so far? How did I lose? When did I lose that presence of intuition? When did I stop listening? Mm. And that's where it it became like this journey of understanding when I lost it. And now that I have it back, how do I keep it? How do I cultivate it? How do I listen to myself? How do I trust that? And how do I maintain this journey moving forward? right? Because I don't want to lose that again for myself. I don't want to feel crazy. I don't want to have the shingles. Like I remember when I had the shingles and every time I say this, it almost brings up the emotion back up where I want to cry again. But I remember telling my therapist specifically, I feel like there is a little girl inside me who is screaming to be heard and no one is listening. Wow. And that's what I was telling her because at the time I was told you're strong, you're good. Like, And I'm like, no, I'm telling you I'm not strong. (laughs) And now I have shingles to prove the stress that is internally created in me. And no one is listening to me. I'm just being told that I'm strong, I'm good, or I'm crazy. That's not what I'm feeling. And I'm wrong constantly. And I'm telling you like, that that I'm not okay, you know? And it was, that was so freaking frustrating and so infuriating to feel crazy. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that when they're, so separated from their intuition that people are telling you you're wrong, that's not right. And, you know, all of these other messages that might be told and and essentially you feel gaslit, you feel manipulated. And that's what I wasn't realizing that I was falling into because I was so separated and disconnected from my body, from myself. From the clues, from the signs, Mm -hmm. from what would you, when you say everybody who's the everybody that you were looking for to for some answers and clarity and like maybe assistance like somebody to say okay fine I'm reading your script you're in it so you can't see it so I'm going to tell you what's happening who's the everybody are you talking about your therapist your family the, the person you were dating who is that everyone I would say that was more so the person I was dating and my mm. therapist that I was looking at because to be honest if I was listening to 
the people closest to me, my, in terms of my family and my friends, they constantly questioned me. Well, why are you here then? If you are Mm -hmm. feeling this way, if you're feeling uncertain, if you're not sure, like, why are you here? What is keeping you here? And the moment that I separated and I, you know, I left, everyone had a big sigh of relief because they knew that I was not in a place that I should have been and that I was kept small rather than seeing my light for who I am. And my, I mean, my family could not stand who I was dating. Mm -hmm. Such big, not because of the person itself, you know, just because they saw that there was a huge disconnect between our value system and who we were as humans. So again, I don't want to make the person wrong. It's that we were separate in who we were as humans. And so people closest to me saw that we should not have been together. Mm -hmm. And you hope and wish that you were listening to the people around you versus (laughs) the people that were, that you were looking for guidance. I know. You know, I think it's a hard thing. I mean, every time someone close to you, you see it, the outside person can never tell you they have to get there on their own. And I was just not there because I wasn't listening internally. So it was all up to me either way. People could have told me, I did hear from my dad that directly, he didn't like this person. However, he was always going to be welcoming. He was always going to be invited. Right. And to hear that from my dad was the most heartbreaking thing I experienced. I remember having that conversation with him and crying and feeling so sad and so lost. But what's crazy is that my dad has this intuition. He's like a quiet man and wouldn't really think it from this, you know, stern Mexican man, but he has this intuition where he could just see it and he can feel it. Mm. And he knew. And at the time I was just not, I just was in this mindset of, you don't know, you're not in my relationship. You don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) And I was so holding on to the possibility of what I thought it could be and where I thought we could go. And I think so many women in particular do this. We hold on to, but I see this beacon of light sometimes that shimmers. And so I know it's possible that we could get to this beautiful relationship that Mm. I know I would feel so good at. And we hold on to that possibility rather than seeing the reality of what it is in front of us. I think you touched upon something so important. And I want to just expand on that before we go into our our real topic that we want to talk about. I think what you said is that you, the core values were different. Yeah, And I think it's so important that people understand that you can be in a very messy relationship and it's not because one is not a good person. I think when we don't listen to our core values and we neglect our core values in order to live in somebody else's core values, we lose our love to ourselves and then we devalue ourselves. And then we start with the resentment and the frustration and maybe hate. And then when it drifts apart, But it's not because the person is not a good person. Two people, two awesome people can live together with opposite core values that so don't mish together. Is that even a word? Um, That they don't (laughs) align, they just don't, they don't bond together. They don't mesh. Yeah, Yeah. they don't, right, mesh together. And and then all these negative feelings come up of loneliness, not belonging. I had that growing up and I just spoke about it a few episodes ago about how 
I was taught to show up in the Orthodox world in a certain way. And this is how you need to be. Now, I don't think they're bad people. I think they really wanted me to show up in, in the Orthodox world in a certain way for the greater good of God, of religion, of, of whatever it is. But no one ever listened to me. And we were just clashing. And it was so painful because I just didn't feel a belonging. And a lot of, and I always say this, that if relationships would see this before it comes tumbling down, there wouldn't be so much hate and resentment and pain. Mm -hmm. If they would just say, you know what, we're very good people. We just don't align. Our core values don't align. Now, not every core value, not two. I don't believe that there are two people in the world that their core values are exactly the same. But there has to be respect for somebody else's core values and feel okay with it. Like something that could say we can coexist with our core values, even though they're different. But sometimes Mm. they're so clashing, they just can't coexist in the same household, in the same relationship. And that's when you have to say, okay, we're good humans and let's just drift apart. And I think if you would listen to your intuition, and of course, this whole thing came in order for you to grow and evolve into yourself. And every downfall brings to a higher self if we choose to. And I think you chose Mm -hmm. it with buying colors and you did it masterfully, like really masterfully. But sometimes we we don't see these little clues and we go through it. But if you wouldn't, so you would probably walk away, but you would never know of this clarity and to be able to go into the next step of a relationship that's so deep and meaningful. Yep. And that's where you are now. Now, what I really wanted to discuss in this episode is how do we not take our pain of our hurt and try to prove to the world how we were wronged and how to prove to the world what the other person failed to show up like we wanted to, how to heal with ourselves instead of proving it to the world. Now you were Mm -hmm. married to I'm married. Sorry, you were dating a high profile person. The world was looking. The world was really with their claws out to attack everyone, the relationships, the the different parts of the relationships, the I told you so's, the who's right, who's wrong. But you did not feed into it, not even for a second, not even in the beginning when you were so raw, when you were broken, when you didn't even know how to get up in the morning the next day, like just when you were grieving the relationship, grieving yourself, grieving the whole identity as a woman, you know, like what happened? Where did I go? Not for one second did you fall trap for the negative voices in the world and you stayed focused on healing, healing for yourself and only yourself. And in order to stay focused on your goal, which is living a happy life, serving the world with the incredible talents that you have and eventually attracting the right man, which you did so fast. How did you not fall prey and how did you know how to do the work? Oh my goodness. Well, thank you. Thank you for seeing me in my journey and my experience. I feel very seen right now. So I appreciate that. You know, I, so I did speak on my experience and my journey along the way. And I chose to do that from my perspective because I thought it was needed and important for people and women, especially to know that you're not alone, right? You're, you are 
other people go through this, whether they are in the eye or not in the eye or, you know, have a ton of people around them or have zero support, like we are in this together. And I am going through a very hard experience and unraveling a lot of delusions I felt like in my mind. However, it is possible to not put it on the other person. It's possible to have your own journey. It's possible to find something that you really align with and that are speaking to your core values, exactly what you said. And really, you know, just, it, it, I just wanted to, people to know that it's possible. So I wanted people to see my journey and feel my journey and experience the pain that I had. But from the perspective of responsibility within yourself, with of the perspective of understanding how to trust yourself, not losing faith in yourself. How did I pull this in? Oh my gosh, everyone is bad, all of this. And rather than looking at it from that perspective, but rather saying, okay, you know, what is it within me that I get to take from this? And that's really what I, where I wanted to approach it from. And that's what I tried to do. I think some people might feel like I fed into it a little bit. So I appreciate that you said I that. Don't I don't think I so didn't. at all. The entire time I was seeing, I'm going to heal. Not only am I going to heal, I'm not going to do this alone. I'm going to do it with the collective wounded warriors out there. And we're going to heal each other, but not by blaming, by owning and moving forward from healing. So if it means grieving, crying, taking time off, we're going to move forward with it, but it's not a bash fest. It's not a blame fest. It's not a pointing fingers. There was nothing of that. And you were very angelic with that because you were staying focused on your healing. It's about my healing. It's about my moving forward. By me pointing fingers, it will not make me move forward and it will probably bring me more anxiety, anger, sadness, and frustration and not lead me to the right person that I want to be and the one I want to attract. You were laser focused on your recovery and doing it with grace. Thank you. And I, and I believe that when you did that, you let, you trusted yourself again, right? Yeah. You you came into yourself, you learned yourself and you came to peace with yourself. How did you do that? Well, like I said, I had that moment of freedom when I understood the, where this was all coming from, right? Like, obviously I didn't know to the level of what was happening or anything like that. However, once I received the information, that was enough to say, you can trust yourself. That feeling that you had inside, that is real. And I'm also, I got to say that I was doing a lot of personal growth work on my own outside of that relationship because I was trying to figure out how do I make myself better so that I could be seen as worthy within this relationship. Mm. That's really what I was trying to do. Like, oh, well, if I do this. Improve in order for me to be accepted the way I need to be accepted. Wow. Yes. However, I will say that I'm very grateful that I was able to do that work and Mm -hmm. experience that because it gave me the opportunity, you know, to see myself in such a different light coming out of this relationship, to not shame myself, to not say, oh my gosh, every person is bad and this is going to happen. Because what I did see is I had a family member go through a similar experience and I 
did feel like I myself went through like, oh my gosh, all people are bad. And I put this on people, on society. Right. Yeah. You know, rather than the journey personally. And so I feel like because I did so much work on myself and my, my own growth and my worth before, now seeing this and receiving information and finding out, it was, oh, this has nothing to do with me. This is that person's journey. Mm -hmm. This is my ex's journey for his own growth and discovery. And now I get to take on my own. And so it was a very separate thing. like. I, and I, and of course there are people that are going to say, oh, what did you do mm-hmm. to deserve that? Right. What did you, how were you in a relationship in order for someone to cheat on you or how to, did you attract that kind of relationship? Yeah. Or what did you do within the relationship in order for that person to go out and need to do that? Like there are people who would say that like, oh, well, we don't know the other side of the story. Well, there's no, it's not about sides here. And that's what I, that's what I, you know, took out of this whole thing was that was his experience and what he wanted to do and chose to do. We all have choices in life. Mm. And so, and how I show up is my choice as well. So whether mm. I react and how I, how I am, yes, I'm not always the, you know, perfect beacon of light who doesn't react. I react sometimes. I get angry. I allow frustrations to take over me. And I fully own that. And that's my choice of something that I get to work through continuously through life. Mm -hmm. However, I also choose that if I'm going to, what, what I dictate as faithful within my relationship, I'm going to choose to uphold that because I choosing that within myself. So it's not, even if someone is treating me poorly or saying something mean to me, I'm not going to be like, well, you did that to me. So I'm going to go do this to you. I'm not dropping to their level if it doesn't align with my core value. It goes back to the core values. Where do I want to show up in the world? How? Yes. It's not a tip for tat. Where do I show up in my core values? And it remains personal. It is a personal journey. It is an internal, you know, choice. We all have choices and it should not be based on what someone else is doing or saying or being, but it's your own being. And so that's how I was able to see this sign of infidelity of like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. That's that person's journey. And what they choose to do with it, that's on that. You know, I I am now separate from it. But I know that that doesn't align with my core value. So I get to say, okay, I'm going to remove myself and find someone that I know has that core value that aligns with me. Because I know if I can be this person, if I know that this is my core value to be loyal, to be trustworthy, to be faithful and monogamous relationship and to be, you know, all these things, if that is my core value and that's me and I show up in this way, why can't I find someone else who shows up in that same way? When is not that the only sense? one in the world. I'm not the only one in the world. <laughs> you, so you had trust in humanity. You didn't lose trust in humanity. And you right, said, because I had trust I in know myself. that I could do it 1000% and I trust myself. There must be somebody else out there that can coexist with me on the same core values of this point. Yes. Yes. I love exactly. that. I love that um, perspective. I never thought of it like that because you're not an absolute. You're not uh, right. like, it's not like you're one of 7 billion has to be somebody else 
that's kind and nice and um, athletic and has my core values. Well, whatever my core values <laughs> yeah. are, right? Like, what are they at the deeper right. like, root of it all? And mm -hmm. that's where I also tell people, okay, look at your core values. Is it something that can easily be changed? Like, health can easily be changed and it's something that's not always in our control. We right. can do what we can to to put that within our environment. But if you're like, well, I want someone to look like this and I want someone to like make a lot of money and you know, all these mm -hmm. things that can change without us having control over it. Mm. So what is the deeper core value mm -hmm. in terms of who you are as a human being in what you want to reflect in another human being? Because they're going to be our mirrors, right? And how we show up. So if I find someone that has similar aligned core values deeper to the root of what I'm grounded in and who mm -hmm. I'm being, right. well, then I know that if I'm reacting a certain way or being a certain way, I'm a reflection of, you know, or if that person is reacting a certain way, right. it's a reflection of me, right? right? So I can always then bounce off and continue to learn and continue to adapt and grow within that relationship. But it's hard to grow within someone who has completely different core values. Wow. Look how important core values is. Like, it's so <laughs> important. So what I see often with, with clients and people that call me when they're hurt, either by parents that abuse them or siblings and, or workforces, spouses, boyfriends, whatever it is, right? And then they part ways or they're trying to heal from it. There's a lot of energy spent on teaching them, like showing them why it wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Proving to them that they weren't worthy of receiving whatever they went through. Mm -hmm. That is toxic negative energy. Yeah. But for some reason, people crave it because first of all, they don't trust in karma. I always say just <laughs> trust karma. <laughs> they know the easy, fast way so much easier than we do. Like, and, and don't spend your energy because every moment of energy you're spending towards teaching, understanding, uh, or getting them back, whatever it is, yeah, telling them off or, or making sure they understand why they were wrong is taking away from the positive energy for moving forward. Yes. But, and where the real focus should be. Right. But if we, uh, we get stuck in it. I should yeah. say we, because I, this was me in the past. Yeah. I remember there was somebody in, in my family, not immediate family, but a family that was very triggering for me. And every time he would say something, I would like sit down and write like an email from here, like just blah, 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 blah. And my husband's like, you actually think he's reading this? Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? Many people ask me, what did I do in order to create this wellness that I'm living in? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, 
boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about, forgiveness. Self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others. Essential for healing. If you want to work one-on-one with me in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's a custom-made program for you, one-on-one with me. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. And now enjoy the rest of the episode. And my husband's like, you actually think he's reading this? And I'm like, yeah, and he's going to understand. And he's like, no, just move on. Forget it. Like, don't forget it. And I never understood how my husband really closes doors and it's like, just moves on. And doesn't spend the energy there because it's false energy. It took my depression breakthrough to mm-hmm. see, oh my God, that was toxic. That's what led mm-hmm. me to depression. That Because I kept on needing to be seen in their yeah. eyes the way I wanted. And they'll never do that. It's never no. going to, it's never going to happen. And it took me to crash in order to bring me up and say, okay, fine. The only healing way is to me choosing myself, no matter what anybody thinks around me. No matter what. Now that's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard just to own ourselves and say, you know what? Look at me. I don't care. I'm choosing myself. And especially when it was a, like a public, it was a public story. So it's hard to go into your cave and say, okay, I'm going to do my work. But yet you're laser driven on healing and attracting your new man, your new love. And how fast did it happen? Really fast. I will say I was not 100%. I I was not done healing at all. And in societal standards, I get that I you know, I moved on too fast and that was too quick of a relationship to pull in and all of this stuff. But here is what I will also say is that I was clear in who I am and what I wanted. And I was clear to the person as well. And I was also clear that I was not healed and that I had a lot of work to do and that I would have triggers come up and that I, you know, I'm, I have a lot to process and I have a lot of work that I'm still doing on myself. And that's a separate, that's my own journey. And he held space for that. And that's what was so amazing. So we met, man, like two and a half, almost three months after everything happened. So I was still in the thick of, I mean, a four and a half year relationship. You know, there was was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. So as much as I was clear that I was, that relationship was complete and that relationship was done, I still had a lot to unpack. I still had a lot of triggers to learn for myself of what would trigger me into the past and what would trigger old emotions and what would elicit, you know, this pain again. And so meeting him and it was clear immediately once we met a lot of our core values just through natural conversation were already hitting. And I was just like, this is very strange. This human. (laughs) How did you meet him? Uh, We met at a physical therapy conference, actually. He's also a physical therapist. 
we, I came in right after traffic and conversions actually mm -hmm. to a conference in Texas and I came in late then on Friday and everyone was already going out. So I went out with friends and we ended up all, you know, we were all part of the same conference. So we all ended up in the same bar and dancing. And that's where we met on the dance floor, which is hilarious, but so fun too, because he, once he asked me to dance, it was a true partner dance of like leading and, mm -hmm. and playfulness and not just your typical grinding and not communicating. Right. So it felt like we were already talking through dance and wow. in how he was leading me and how this was and it was so fun. And then he walked, and you back. know, the body. So you're reading his body motions, yeah. literally reading him through his dance. Yeah. And he was reading me and it was just like, it felt like a beautiful connection. That was really cool. And then we talked until so late and that was it. And, and nothing happened or anything, but we just, this connection in, in, and just connecting with another human and, and almost like a friend. It was just such a beautiful connection. And so we continued to explore that. And he eventually, he was living in Minnesota. And so he eventually came down to LA and that's where we had this weekend that felt like flow and ease. And I'd never experienced that before. I literally, we had this moment of almost crying together. That's how connected we felt. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling a, a friend of mine after like, is this what people mean experience. when you know you know uh, is this what people say and she's like oh girl you're crazy you just met him you know all the stuff and mm -hmm. it was just something energy wise like you talk about that was so definite so so different than anything I had ever experienced in my life and so it was something that you know I said and I was very clear this is who I am this is the stage of life that I'm in. This is what I'm looking for moving forward. I need someone who's also very connected to my family. And if that scares you, like all good. I just know that I'm ready for the next phase of life. And so I'm happy to continue to get to know you. But if you're not serious, like it's all, it's okay. And I also made it very clear. I remember going to a lunch with a friend who told me things about my past relationship that I had no idea about. And I remember coming to back and, and FaceTiming with Dom. And I said, and I just started crying and I just said, oh man, like I have so much healing left to do. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot to still unpack and all of this stuff. And I said, in no way do you need to walk this journey with me because this is going to be quite a journey and I don't know how long it's going to take and wow. until it's complete. And he just looked at me and he said, that's okay. I'm here. Wow. And wow. he you know, and I do remember certain triggers that came up and he didn't take it personally. Mm -hmm. And I remember one in particular and I just, I didn't know how to communicate it. And I just felt this frustration building in my body because something he did triggered something of my past. And I'm just like ferociously cleaning and not talking because I don't know. Aggressive. To, yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it. And <laughs> It's just what I'm feeling. And he could just sense it. And he put on a song on his phone and he just kind of gently grabbed me and just started dancing. Wow. And I just started crying and I said, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm feeling a certain way, but I don't wow. know how to voice it. And he said, that's okay. When are you ready? Wow. And it, exactly. Wow. It was something I'd never experienced before for someone 
anyone, a friend, anything to hold this kind of space Mm -hmm. and not try to fix it, not try to make it better, not try to make it about them, but to truly allow me to go through my own experience, to go through my own healing and go through my own journey. And that only solidified, like, this is the type of human that I want to be with someone who is open to me, you know, still moving through healing and still moving through my journey and knows that I'm going to have different triggers and and times when I'm not the most optimal and ideal, and they can not make it about them and hold the space. And Dom and I, listen, we're not perfect humans. We have, we fall into moments of frustrations and, you know, whatever we might have. And yet we're still both open to holding the space for each other to do the work. And I think that's what's so important. And knowing that we're coming into a relationship, not perfect. We're coming into a place that we both have work to do and Mm -hmm. and it's a continual journey and it's something that we're ever going to be changing into and adapting and learning about ourselves Mm -hmm. and what we bring to the relationship. And I think that is what was so important. And I threw out all the ideas what I had learned in the past, which was don't scare them off too soon and don't say anything too much and don't fully show who you are or don't ask for, you know, when, what you truly really want in the moment, just wait. And is that what you were taught? That's what I was taught. Like, don't Mm. scare them away. Don't say anything too soon. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, I felt like don't fully be yourself because you want them to chase you. You want them to want you. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, I threw all of that out the window. And I even, you know, went into, and, and he was walking into a place where I was like, listen, I'm sharing my journey publicly as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm sharing my healing experience publicly. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's, you know, okay. Cause I, it's been super healing for people. I get that. I still get messages to today about, you know, healing and what people are going through and how my journey has impacted their journey. And so it's something that I'm very grateful for. And I'm just so grateful to have met a human that can meet me there and hold that space. Wow. Did he go through a life transformation that got him to this <laughs> becoming this human? Cause he's young. I know he's very young in age to have such a wise depth to him. It's true. Yeah. He, so it's growing up in small town, Minnesota, he had his father, come out as gay when he was a senior in high school. And they were very involved in the Catholic church as well as his dad was a family practice doctor. His mom was in politics. And so in small town, rural Minnesota, to have this kind of separation of the family, especially in the Catholic church and, and the practice that they were, it, it was not as well received. Wow. And so- Say the least. Right. Yeah. How old was he at the time? He was a senior in high school. Senior. Wow. And so to see the different perspectives and to be able to find compassion, empathy, and acceptance and move through this journey with his family, all healing together and doing that in this Mm -hmm. kind of community. And, you know, I do think that has shaped him so much. And I think just the way that he was raised from his parents, they've done such a beautiful job in exposing him from a young age to different cultures and different beliefs and different ways of living and being. And I think that 
has also just shaped who he is as a human. And, and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that our paths crossed when they did. I remember asking him also about his core values. And again, like you said, it wasn't like exactly the same. However, mm-hmm. we had aligned similarities in what we wanted in a partner and what we ultimately wanted in life. Mm-hmm. And that is what was most important. Did, no, did he ever hear of you before you met? Because you're no, in the same luckily. field. <laughs> you're in the same field. So you, you but he didn't think- do Instagram or social ever? media. I mean, not really. I mean, he kind of had one, but he didn't use it. He didn't care, you know. And so I was very grateful. He like had heard of me coming into this conference that people were talking about this person who would be speaking because that's why I was coming to that conference, mm-hmm. but he didn't know of me. He didn't look me up. He didn't, he didn't so know. It wasn't like you, he knew anything about you. He literally mm-hmm. took you on the dance floor. And the first time he's hearing, seeing, knowing you. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Now as two people from the same, you, you do the same thing, right? Yep. Basically you do the same thing. How is that in a relationship? You know, I was scared of it at first, but again, our inner values of how we want to help people, even if it's not exactly the same route, the, the, what we see as physical therapists, and this is something we talked about, like on the first day that we met, we talked about looking at a whole human and not just a body part. We talked mm-hmm. about doing breath work, using different training techniques, using the whole, using mindset, talking with people, really understanding you know, on a deeper emotional level, how that could be related to their pain. And so talking to someone like that and being like, oh my God, you do that too? Oh, wow. Like you look at a whole human rather than just a body part and trying to get that body part moving better. <laughs> like, that's amazing. And so I felt like there is this deeper connection in terms of how we want to help people and looking at a bigger, broader scope, that it was a cool connection to come together. And then Actually, when he moved out to LA, that was like right before, it was a few months before the pandemic. And so he had started building his own practice and started, you know, doing his own work. And then the pandemic hit and he couldn't see clients anymore. Mm. And so he then started to merge into helping with my business and Mm -hmm. getting things, back end things that I was never going to do. And now we work together. And wow, he does the business aspect wow. and, and a lot of back end stuff that I, again, was never going to do, right. could, didn't have the capacity. He's expanded our team. He's brought things to life mm-hmm. that weren't going to come to life. And then I get to thrive in what I love, which is the, the education and the content and getting that forward facing. That's what I love. And so I don't like the back end. I don't like organizing. Right. I don't like right. the business stuff. And so being able to have someone who knows and understands what I'm doing and then can help cultivate that, it's just, it's been this beautiful marriage in all ways. Yeah. Does he miss doing the actual physical therapy with humans? Is he missing that aspect? Because a, a person like you always needs to move to see improvement with bodies, like mo- yeah. mobility. Is it something that he's missing? It's definitely something we both love to still tap into. And so after we're done with our nomad travels, and once we settle into a spot, 100%, he'll be taking on 
clients and I will be dabbling back into it as well. Okay. Awesome. So I have a crazy question and you don't have to answer. One of the things with my psychiatrist, uh, when I was weaning off my medication and uh, I was determined to live with my free mind, with no medication after many years, and it was almost down to nothing. And then I said, how do I know when I'm going to feel safe and strong with my mind that I can, if a panic attack comes on, I'll be able to conquer it. And if I feel a little bit sadness, I'll be okay. So he says, you know, when you know when you heal, when you no longer walk around with your clonopins in your bag, just in case, mm-hmm. when you can get on a plane and leave the clonopins at home, you know, you're safe. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, when are you, when did you get to that point? point of you that you're healing so much you're not even looking back like you don't even care where your partner went in life like what his story is where he evolved he's no longer in your pocketbook mm-hmm. is it the, is it a great is it a good analogy like I no longer need to know where it yeah. is yeah you know I actually yeah it's been a continual journey I remember Early on, when I found out that he was in a new relationship, it was fine, but I did still take a bath and I journaled about it. And I did some self-care practice just to be like, okay, what am I feeling and what, where could this be coming from? And am I, you know, just like, how am I grieving this and, and what am I feeling? And that's what I still had to do in the very beginning. I mean, I, th- I feel like we both got into relationship like at the same time. And, and this wasn't something I was looking for. It was something that was brought to my attention and something right. that people told me. And I'm like, cool, thanks. I don't need, you don't need to do that, but <laughs> right. okay. And then through that, you know, I never allowed myself in the very beginning, I never allowed myself to look back <sighs> because I knew that it was never going to do something that was going to be good for me. And I can't look back. I just want to ask, yeah, look back. It's not on your behavior, but on, on what the person is doing. Right. So never to check up, not look back, not not reflect, but not to check up on it. Right. Status wise, like, where is he holding? What's going on with him? Because it's never going to feed you, you're saying. Exactly. And I think I did that at that time when people brought it to my attention. So I think I did look at that time. And then it was like, okay, I'm good. Like, let's, that I, I don't need to do that anymore. And so anytime I felt the need to wonder or reflect on the person, mm-hmm. I would journal or I would talk to someone Beautiful. because what is that really coming from? And what is that really about? And right. it was just a continued process of working through that. And I had one of the best experiences that I did actually. So I talked with a therapist. I talked with a somatic therapist as I was working through my journey, Krista Petty. She's absolutely amazing. And then I also, and I also went to her workshop and then I also went to Christine Hassler's workshop. And I, with Christine Hassler's, I felt like, oh, I've done a lot of this work. I've shown up a lot of these ways. Like, this is cool. But the one thing that she did that was very different than anything I had experienced, and this was all women, mm-hmm. was she did an, what was called an anger burn. And I had never done that. And the moment that she started talking that we were going to do an anger burn, I could feel burning this burning energy <laughs> in me. Inside. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh. 
This is something that I actually would really need to do. I haven't, like, even though I've talked about the anger, I've understood the anger, I haven't released the anger. And I think for, especially for women, we're, what she talked about a lot too, is that we're not given the opportunity or the, the space to feel safe that we can release anger mm-hmm. because we do need to just handle it very ladylike. It's not feminine. It's not feminine. <laughs> So, you know, so having that allowance Mm -hmm. to do that felt like this incredible thing. And I, she also allowed her, he was her fiance at the time, but her husband to be in the room who I also knew. Mm -hmm. And he would, he held a pillow and we had like these little like foam sticks Mm -hmm. that we were just going to town on. And he, she allowed him to be in the space as well. And to, if anyone needed to release toward a man, they could. Wow. And so. So he was the punching bag for. Yes. And he had pillows and stuff. It wasn't, it was just him. Wow. But wait, all these women are women that are recovering from infidelity. No, just no. Just any, anything, anything. anything. Yeah. If it's child abuse, bullying, anything, anything that you feel like, you know, you just Towards need to be in a, a space human? to heal. Towards a human. Or it could be anything. anything. Okay. It could really be anything okay. that you felt like whatever happened in your life that you needed to release. And mm. so, and if you needed to, if you felt like a man was in that space, Mm-hmm. that you needed to release some anger toward, then he was available if anyone, which triggered some women didn't want to go into that anger space if a man was going to be in that room, Does right? So that's safe? a very, yeah. Wow. So that also was something that they got to work through, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I was like, that's where I get to go. And I just like booked it straight. <laughs> to- and sure I remember- very grateful to him afterwards. <laughs> oh my gosh, so grateful. Uh, and I just remember saying the things that I wish I could re- yell. It's that revenge piece that you feel like, you know, you know, it's not good to go and, and right. do that. It's like that Carrie Underwood song of like, right. I'm going to slash the tires and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Right. So it's that stuff that we know doesn't heal us, but still releasing that anger and putting it somewhere mm-hmm. safe is so important. So rather than focusing it on that person, and just going and I'm going to get revenge on that person. What if I just release the anger in a safe and natural way rather yeah. than, cause it's not about the person. It's about me. It's about what right. I'm feeling. Right. So again, rather than worrying about that revenge and that person, what if I just released it and then doing that and screaming all the things yeah. that I want to say. And I could honestly feel the release of emotions moving wow. through my arms. Like as a I was snake coming it. out of his skin, right? And oh my gosh. Skin. And I just like all the tears and anger and everything. And the moment that I was felt complete, like I, no more tears. I was just like wow. complete. And it was such this release that I wow. never knew I needed, but right. I needed. And so right. I remember on my birthday then that year, I invited all the women to this place called Rage Ground in LA, where you could take a bat and break things and just, and I was like, let's turn on some music ladies and go to town. And it was a very different energy. We were laughing. We were having fun. Right, right. But I just wanted people to like- Feel that release. Yeah. And feel like it's okay. Right. And it is, it's something that we get to do as women. And if we need to like hit, hit your bed, scream into your pillow 
like release that energy. There's energy in our body and we have to release it. And it's okay to do that. Yeah. So my, uh, I want to say two things on this because it just came to my mind. So I have a friend, Folly, she does breath work and hypnosis, and she does a workshop called journey to home, mostly for Orthodox women, Jewish women is journey to home to yourself. And one of the things that she talks about is this, what would you say to God? Like how with the, with whatever there's, you could say anything, you could say anything, you can scream, you can yell, you can throw. Like there's no, because the relationship is with, like you're releasing the energy through the relationship and you're not letting that whatever is stuck inside you to be a barrier between you and God. So release it, let it out. And she said, it's one of the most powerful moments in the workshop because they're like, wait, we're allowed to talk to God this way. We're allowed to act to God this way. We're Mm. we're allowed to say bad words. We're allowed Mm. to yell. We're allowed to cry. We're allowed to show our anger. And it's a release and it's freedom. And then every, uh, she says that afterwards, people just feel like, oh, I can breathe. Mm-hmm. And another thing that came to my mind is my friend Miri that d- works with Kintsugi. She has a whole fashion line for Kintsugi. And we're actually working on a workshop. And she said to me that one of the things is taking a pottery, throwing it. There's, mm-hmm. like, an, there's, there's like a power in throwing it and making it break. And that energy and the amount that you threw is how it's going to break and how you're going to put it back together and heal with gold, like the Kintsugi. But she said, don't wait until it's breaking alone. You can shatter it, take that force and throw it on the ground and smash it Mm -hmm. and see that that explosion of energy and pieces. So both of the, it's exactly what you went through Mm -hmm. in your healing process and after that, you just felt a new person. Like you just felt like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm ready to move forward, not look back. Done. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it was all pieces. Like I can't say that. I, I feel like healing comes in waves. And there's going to be moments where you're like, I'm good. I'm done. I'm free. And there's going to be moments that, that feel like they're pulling you back under. Mm-hmm. And having the resources, the tools, Mm -hmm. the people around you Mm -hmm. to be able to support you when those moments come up, I think is what is the most important thing because healing is never linear and it's never just going to be one direction up. And so even if I felt that incredible high from anger release, then there was other moments when I still went back down. Today's episode is sponsored by EmotionallySensitive.com. Are you struggling with overwhelming intense emotions? Check out EmotionallySensitive.com's online DBT skills course today. Again, that's EmotionallySensitive.com. And I still, you know, couldn't understand and, and would feel angry again or feel sad again. And it wasn't sadness again about the person. It was sadness of myself. Like, how did I allow that? And where did I, what did I not see? And how where did I lose that connection in myself? And right. that's where I think we're really grieving. So we get to understand where am I, what is that really, where's that grief really coming from? Is it really the person or was it what I wanted? Was it deeper? Was it losing connection in myself? And for me, right. it was losing that connection with myself, feeling like I just wasn't listening. Mm. And so grieving that and 
making that okay and trusting myself and coming back to myself over and over again. And that's something that Krista Petty preaches again is that we get the choice to come back to ourselves again and again. And it's just a choice. And it's what are you going to do to make that choice? Because we're going to fall out. We're going to lose track of things. We're going to feel sad and frustrated and whatever else happens. And how do I choose me again? So maybe this is just a part of who you are now for the future. It's never going to be not a part of you because it built you. It took Mm -hmm. you to where you are now. So the goal is not to bury it. No. It's just to say this is a part of how I evolved into myself. This is going to come with me. And hopefully the good parts of what I learned from it is going to come with me. And I'll be able to find meaning out of it by giving hope to others and sharing my journey with others and, and empowering them to also heal Mm -hmm. and, and not say this is no longer a part of me. It is a part of me forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I really think so. And that's okay. And I, to, to learn it, to understand it, I'm so grateful for the journey, truly so grateful for every little bit of it. Being as, as long as we were in that relationship shaped so many aspects of who I am, Mm -hmm. forced me to grow in so many ways, forced me to keep searching, to keep doing the work and to find myself. And ultimately I feel like that's what I did out of that relationship. And that's what I'm going to continue to do and choose moving forward now. And there will still be like moments, like I can remember this week of when I had a dream that Dom was cheating on me. And then it goes into, okay, where is that coming from and why? And what I love to do too is keeping a journal by my bed. And like anytime I dream of something weird or I feel weird, Mm. it's just like, let's just put pen to paper and see where that goes. Because pen to paper can be such a powerful thing. And I know a lot of people are like, I'm not a journaler, but it's so different than verbally saying it. Like if you just put pen to paper and give yourself, okay, let me say five minutes and just see what happens. Yes. You'll be surprised where that can go. And so I love just that aspect of keeping a journal by my bed. Mm -hmm. If I have a weird dream, if something comes up, then let me just write about it. Why is that happening? And where could that be coming from? And is there something I need to talk about? And so it just is such a a powerful piece. And then knowing that now I have a therapist that I can reach back up and rely on and trust to Mm -hmm. guide me into myself and to help me along that journey. Or I have friends that I can trust in not judging and, and holding space. And so, and knowing that these pieces and these tools are there to help support me. And I think that's what you just get to develop. Like the tool of breath work, when I received the information and had that panic attack, I'd never had a panic attack before. Mm-hmm. I've never right. felt like I couldn't catch my breath before. Right. right. But remembering, I literally laughed at myself like, Jen, you teach this. And I had the moment of catching my breath and then using my breath work as a tool to help me get out of that panic space. And I was like, wow. What a powerful tool to be able to have, right? And so it's not about avoiding. It's about using tools to help to bring you back to you. Do you feel that a part of you was stolen, the gift of trust? No, I think it was provided. I think it was given because I didn't trust myself and I allowed that to be taken away. And I allowed myself to 
trust more in other people than trust myself. And so I think the journey only led me to why did that happen? Where did that happen? And how can I actually trust myself again? So no, and, I'm not. And your current husband or and any relationship. Uh, yeah. if, it, if it means with workspace, with yes. like collaborations or whatever, like how to really trust from a healthy place. Yes. Not from a naive place, from, from listening to your gut, to your voices. Yeah. And I even think like after that experience too, there were some friends or relationships that I would try to be like, I don't understand. I just not feeling that connection. I just don't get it. And I've learned to trust also, that's okay. Like we might be in two different spaces and that doesn't make it wrong about them. It doesn't make it wrong about me. It just means that we're not in this space where we're aligned to connect right now. And I can still appreciate who they are and what they provide in our relationship. It just doesn't need to be as close as I might be trying to force it into. Mm. And that's okay. And I think that allowed me that space to not be like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not connecting with this person (sighs) or judge them, you know, and just be able to say, oh, we're just not in that space that we can 100% fully connect on this deeper space, but that's okay. Like, let's just allow them to be them and allow me to be me and cool. My husband's hashtag is, and that's okay. He's like, what I always say, and he's like, and that's okay. Like (laughs) the rules that we set in our mind, how things have to happen stops us from just flowing. Yes. Like, and that's okay. Oh, and then they were like, oh, wait, is it okay? Oh, I guess it is. I guess yeah. it is. And that's okay. And yeah. then just things flow and it doesn't have to be perfectly the way we think are, is supposed to evolve in the world. I'm going to ask you the last question. So are you look, okay, it's, it's a two-part question. Do you want to have children? I do. I think you said this last time you do. If you had a daughter, what would you teach her about her intuition and before she goes out into the world from your experience? Uh, I'm just going to do my best to continue to show up as an example of me listening to mine and choosing myself. And I am going to do my best also to allow her the space to make choices along the journey and rather than forcing, but leading and guiding and being able to create this space. And I can say that right now without having kids because it sounds like an easy job, but it's really not. Yeah, I just, I will do my best to lead by example, to be a guide and facilitate her journey and to ultimately continuing to choose along the way. So hopefully she continues to choose herself as she gets older. Beautiful. My, I'm gonna go back to my friend Folly that she says, stop protecting your children because you're not allowing them to fall and heal. And then when the big fall comes, they don't know how to stand up. Mm. Teach them that they they will fall. It's painful, it's brutal, but they're stronger than their pain. And that's the biggest tool you can give your children. I love that, I got chills. That resonates. (laughs) That they're stronger than their pain. Mm -hmm. And pain is gonna come Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be hard, but they will get through it. Thank you for sharing your incredible positive energy and your light with us and teaching our audience that we choose our energy, we choose where we want to go, and where 
the energy that we are going to put ourselves is where it's going to lead us to the next thing. So choose wisely and choose yourself, really choose yourself and trust karma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lean into karma, lean yeah. into karma and lead into hope and to really come to a healing place, not about proving to the world anything but your true truth. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of your journey and your honeymoon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, it's always such a beautiful conversation. And the space that you hold and the energy that you do is such a gift to this world. So thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us here. And check out Jen at, I don't know what your current Instagram is. What it, where is it? It's still Doc Jen Fit. Oh, so okay. always be Doc Jen Fit. Yeah. Okay. But it just the last name on there has changed to Dr. Jen Ferboni. Ferboni. I love that name. <laughs> I love that name. Is it Italian? It is. Because oh. it's Dominic Ferboni. Does he make killer pasta? His brother makes actually some really killer pasta. That is Gino, of course. Yeah. But he knows how to cook. I see him cooking. Oh, he does know yeah. how to. He, he cooks incredible, healthy, creative meals every time. None are the same. And they're always amazing. Amazing. Enjoy the journey of life, your beginning of life together. And I can't wait to see that, what it's going to go to, like the next level. Thank you for being here. Bye till Thank next you. time. Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. And Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So so don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time.